I'm Christian Abbott. I'm Nathan Lavender. I'm Sean Abbott. And this is the Red Mist Podcast. Hello, welcome to the Red Mist Podcast, Season 2, Episode 38, the Yoda Porsche 963 Hypercar, driven by Antonio Felix da Costa, Will Stevens, and Yifei Ye. There you go, Nate. No NASCAR. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's how, that's, that's how we do it when we introduce <laughs> the episodes, no NASCAR. Um, <laughs> anyway, so on tonight's episode, we have a special guest, uh, Grant Palmer, who will be leading off the show. Uh, then we, after we speak with Grant... Uh, we'll talk about NASCAR at Talladega. Was that the Yellowwood? Was it a 500 race or a 300? 500? Yeah, it was 500. 500. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. I got the sponsor right this time. Um, right. <laughs> better than <laughs> Another the, weird sponsor. Yeah, it's better than the Crayola uh, 301 that I or cr- the Crayola. It was yeah, the Crayola 301. <laughs> Anyways. Oh, um, that's right. And we'll uh, follow it up some news and notes, uh, as it was a pretty quiet race weekend. Um, and we're heading to uh, predictions for the Qatar Grand Prix. So, yep. with that being said, I'm going to turn it over to Christian and our special guest, Grant Palmer. All right. So, tonight we got Grant Palmer with us. And, Grant, say hello to the people. Hello. How's it going? Um, so, Nate and I know Grant from the Touring Cart uh, Championship Esports Series uh, that we've raced on iRacing with, and um, but we've got to know him a little bit better and uh, just kind of some some background of a recent note. Nate, um, Grant, you've been uh, you've driven in USF two thousand and uh, you've done go karts as well in uh, in around your area in, in St. Louis, correct? Yeah, and then yes, I have. And then, uh, but most recently, you got to drive in Trans Am two <laughs> the other week. Yeah, it was uh, <laughs> it was pretty quick. Uh, one race only so far, and uh, wasn't really expecting to do it until about a week in advance of the race. Wait, so was there any testing before this? Uh, I did not get any any testing in a Trans Am car. Before the uh, the very first practice session, jeez, wow! So so right <laughs> out amazing. right out of the gate. Um, I mean, well, I I guess for a lot of people that we know of that listen to this podcast, everyone pretty much drives drives go karts. So what is how, how does the Trans Am car? Or the Trans Am 2 car and the um, the USF 2000 car that you've driven kind of compared to the to to that is it any, oh, anything similar or is it just completely different? It feels completely different. Um, what's interesting is the Trans Am car is it's so much more comfortable to drive. It feels like you're driving a couch. <laughs> <laughs> um, the 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 USF car is very tight. 
you, you've got maybe, you, you can move your arms a little bit wider than your shoulders, and you're, you're pretty much laying down in the car. Um, the, the Trans Am car, you're, you're sitting pretty upright. The suspension's pretty soft in comparison. Um, so any, anytime the car is hitting the ground, it's not, you're, you're not hitting the ground with the car. It feels like, so it's a lot more comfortable. The car is just so much heavier. Um, so that was a big thing to adjust to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, the, just having any kind of suspension in a, in a car going from a car, I mean, a car's got nothing. So, I mean, every, every input you feel, but, but a car, you you, it, every response is it it feels relatively delayed in that sense um but yeah i don't know nate, nate i mean we, <laughs> we we've had some good races with with grant on on i racing as well i mean oh my god man he is just the bar to be you know he raises <laughs> the bar so i i'll tell you and he's uh grant He's he's a great racer. I I have a great time racing with him on on yeah esports stuff, and I mean I, I haven't met you person person to person yet, but I'll tell you I mean on the track you're an absolute animal. And one of my favorite things I like about Grand Palmer is his starts because he gets on it. And he there's a really good example on his Instagram. In the, uh, I think it's the USF 2000 car, if I'm right, right on the start, you like, I think you passed like five, maybe 10 cars. No exaggeration. Uh, yeah, Drive that number I, right? Uh, I think so. I, I started the race in, I think it was 27th place. And we ended the first lap in 13th place, if I remember correctly. <laughs> hey, dude. <laughs> That's an amazing start. I mean, like, <laughs> that's a lot of dream starts for a lot of people. I, I mean, um, and plus, I mean, hey, I mean, what's what's wrong with racing at Indianapolis, right? So, uh, even that itself is, is pretty nice. So, yeah, well, actually, pretty cool. I, I, I mean, I bet I've been to the Indy 500 a few times, and and these guys just they just went this year, and probably saw one of the better ones, right? I mean, I I was on I was on the edge of my seat watching the Indy 500, but anyway. So between the, um, the USF 2000 car and the Trans Am car, do you have a preference, or is it just, hey, I'll drive anything in on four wheels? Uh, I, I'm a race car driver. I'll drive anything that has four wheels and an engine and has a number on the side of it. Amen to that. I mean, it, well, <laughs> what, was the, what was the horsepower on these the Trans Am 2? The the TA two car I believe is roughly five hundred horsepower. That's awesome. Um, I, I believe it weighs a little under three thousand pounds. I, I could be wrong. I, I didn't get to uh, sit through tech entirely. Right. So I don't know the exact weight of the car. Um, basically, it was just I I, I had little information uh, going into the weekend about about the car entirely. Um, all I knew was it was 500 horsepower and in H pattern four speed. Oh, okay. Okay. And that, that is a dying breed. Hence the, uh, addle shifters, I suppose. But, uh, I guess another, another question is how, how did this all get orchestrated? I mean, I, I hear, I understand you're at least in the, um, 
guess you, the St. Louis area, right? Or I guess right in St. Louis. Um, so no testing. The, yeah, no experience no at Gateway. Um, right. So, well, so three years ago, I drove in a four-car Gateway. Um, oh, so it was it was when COVID shut shut everything down. And I believe it was either May or June. Um, SCCA said we're going to try and social distance at the race car track, and we'll we'll have our first race back at Gateway. And so that's where I drove that four car. Uh, that was three years ago. So and it was good to be back. Oh, oh, I bet, I bet. I mean, you know, especially like racing. Uh, I think it was one of the first sports, definitely NASCAR, to get back going. Uh, after everything was shut down. And uh, I just... So in F4, have you done a full season before? Is there just scattered races and that you've done? Uh, the, the, the only series I've really done a full season of was the Formula Ford 1600 over in the United Kingdom. Nice. Um, uh, that's the only full season I've been able to do in terms of cars like karting i was able to do full seasons um but the the funding runs out pretty quickly if you don't have it in cars oh for sure i i've, I've heard that story plenty of times and i've been there myself and i definitely get that uh nate i i think uh <laughs> i think me and you are, are pretty excited about having this conversation with grant but i mean i, I guess grant let's let's kind of back it up what, what's kind of your racing career like can you, you walk us through it of like where you started and how, how you've gotten to where you are now yes yeah so uh, i ended up uh august 1st of 2015 was my first race um it was it was actually at gateway there's a there's a little go-kart track called the gateway cartplex inside the uh the oval and so my parents took me over there and i i practically begged them every single day for a go-kart and I, I was 14 at the time just just starting freshman year of high school and we ended up getting a cart and started racing it uh with a, a it was a local company called margay racing they make they manufacture carts locally here in st louis and uh i would i would race in their ignite series until about, I believe it was, it was 2017. I ended up racing uh, X30 with Ricardo Kart um, on a team run by Phil Giebler. And so Phil was the 2007 Indy 500 Rookie of the Year. And he, uh, he was a distributor for Ricardo Karts and Burrell. Um, and so I ended up racing with them for two years and running Supercarts USA. Uh, and then one thing just kind of followed another, and my dad was like, oh, do you want to go, you know, you're going to be sitting out of uh, a lot of racing, but we can go to a racing school, and you might you might get to drive a car once every six months. So um, we ended up going to racing school in 2018. Like, things moved very quickly looking back. Um because I, I think I got a, a late start compared to a lot of other drivers. So, yeah, uh, after 
three years I was I was in a getting my race car license. <laughs> so, uh, did you grab the race car license at a uh, at a school, or um, did you do it through another? Uh, yeah, I, I went to uh, Lucas Oil School of Racing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did their their two day program, and then I got invited to their uh, their scholarship shootout which I, I believe they host it every year if they still do that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, excuse me, that was, that was five years ago now. So, um, if they still do it, hopefully they do, because the amount of people uh, I got to meet there was, like, pretty crazy. It's crazy to look at people who went to that same event where they're at now, and the instructors that they had there were, like, Oliver Askew and R.C. Enerson, and Kippa Man, um, people like like that that you can really look up to. And so I believe in February of 2019, they they had a they have their own racing series in, in conjunction with the school where you use their cars. And I, my first ever car race was at uh, Laguna Seca, and we ran three races, and I came away with a fourth place finish and two second place finishes throughout the weekend. That's not a bad weekend. Yeah, uh, yeah it, was, it was pretty good. Yeah, and plus the good thing. I mean, it's. I, I mean, for me, I, I'm sure about you. I'm sure for you, Christian, as well. As, I mean, the dream is to go on the corkscrew just at least once, right? You know, <laughs> just feel that. Yeah. The rhythm of that. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that was, it was pretty crazy. Pretty crazy in person. Yeah, it was. It was pretty intense. They they were like, okay, we need to turn through here, aim at this tree, and then go straight down. If you miss the tree, you you bend the push rods, and if you miss the the tree the other way, you just miss the corner completely. Um, and it was pretty intense, like racing against uh, Prescott Campbell, Ryan Nash, Juju Noto was there as well. Um, so like a lot of really fast people for a school racing series. <laughs> Yeah, hey, I mean, well, everyone wants to win. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh gosh. Um, what? So, you've been to Laguna Seca, you've been to IMS, and I mean, listening to this whole story, it sounds like Gateway's been like, if you can go to a track and really perform well, it's Gateway. So it's maybe your IndyCar start um, at Gateway well, eventually, mean, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that'd be pretty cool. Um, but if I could go to any track, uh, I'd have to say St. Petersburg, Florida was my favorite, um, out of all the tracks I've driven on. It it wasn't my best result. Um, and I I really want to go back and conquer that track. Um, because we hit the wall in qualifying and I, I broke the... Right, I bent the, the tie rod up front and bent the rear toe link and tried to finish the qualifying lap with the wheel going all over the place and the car driving sideways down the straightaway. Um, so we had to start last, and that doesn't really help your chances on a street course. So I really want to go back there and have a good finish. And, and then, um, so you... You said you went over to England to do F sixteen hundred. So what? I guess how was all that? How did all that come about? Uh, so I was in the process of raising money to race in the F four series over here, 
um, with, a, with another team that happened to be local called DC Autosport. And um, I got a phone call, and it said they they said uh, you should go race in the UK with um, it was at the, before I, I joined. It was called Cliff Dempsey Racing. It became Low Dempsey Racing, and now it's known as Ammonite Motorsports. Um, and so uh, after a little bit of thinking, uh, we were like, well, it'd be cheaper. There's more racing. If we, if we crash a 1600 car, it's a lot cheaper than an F4 car. <laughs> <laughs> and um, we we ended up pulling the trigger on that. And um, it, that was that was 2020 when everything shut down. So uh, my teammate Bryce, Aaron, and I drove or flew over to Heathrow Airport out of Chicago. Got there and. They stayed there for two weeks, and then they shut everything down and sent us back. And then um, in June, after I'd driven at Gateway, uh, we flew back over there, and uh, Bryce and I actually lived with uh, Cliff and Michelle Dempsey for, well, I lived there from June until, I believe, the end of October of 2020, uh, just because I couldn't fly back and forth. And uh, it was just such a great experience. They're all, they're very knowledgeable. Uh, and then working with Andy Lowe, who runs the team now, everyone there was just super knowledgeable and helpful and really uh, taught you how to push yourself and the car, which uh, it just such, an, it was, it was a worthwhile experience. Well, that sounds awesome. Um. Yeah. <laughs> So let me ask you this: Did, When you went, what was what was this? Have you been to for Attach or Silverstone? Yeah, so yeah, we we drove Brands Hatch five weeks in a row at one point. Oh, um, was it the Indy Leo or the full course? So we we drove both. <laughs> See, um, that's cool. Yeah, it was really cool, and we we drove it in the dry and in the wet. And in mixed conditions as well, so we we got we got our money's worth. Oh my gosh! Yeah, tour of every experience. I mean, well, I mean, I've I've never been to DK, but is it true that it rains basically every day? Uh, it was it was raining quite a lot. Yeah, the the first race I ran over there, um, it was in the rain, and then the the first national race I ran over there was in the rain. And I, the last race I was in, it started to rain. Um, when I, I think I to this day, I think someone missed their breaking point because the track got wet and took me out at the the final chicane in my very last race. <laughs> but it happens. Yeah. Well, it seems to be a trend in terms of the rain category. Uh, so that's that's really that's really cool. Um, trying to think. So, what do you what do you do to keep active? And and I mean, granted, we can't race cars, I guess, every day or every weekend for that matter. Uh, so do, do you? Is there something you do to keep your yourself mentally ready or physically ready for uh, that next phone call with no practice? <laughs> to to stay mentally ready, I I don't really have a plan. It's just uh, like. 
because before a few weeks ago, I, I hadn't driven a car since May of 2021 in a race. Um, so I, like, I think the, the night before practice day, I, I was up at about three or 4 AM and had to be in the car for the first practice session at eight 30. I just couldn't sleep because I was just so excited. So, uh, I don't really have a, a mental plan, but, um, just riding my bike a bunch and a lot of push-ups and pull-ups, sit-ups, um, I, I do think I need to do some more carding because I, I think I was in much better shape doing um, a lot of two-cycle carding because it, it really works out your neck and your core a lot more than just doing push-ups and sit-ups and then regular neck exercises. And then, uh, and then your hands as well because in, in the USF car and the, the open-wheel car stuff like that, there's no power steering. So it's a, it's a weird thing when, um, before I was like working out my hands and arms and stuff, I was like white knuckling the wheel a lot. Uh, even back in karting, my hands would cramp up and I'd have to figure out how to train around that to be able to use my hands while driving. Yeah, I, I can, uh, I can relate to that. I mean, I, at least go-karting, go-karting. Because uh, I, I, I tell you, Sean watched me test a shifter cart. And I'll tell you, that was probably the fastest thing I've ever driven in person. There's a story to that, right, Sean? Like, the, fountain, the fountain corner? Oh, when you went into the first corner and got there and didn't know what to do? Like yeah, <laughs> I was like, "Oh my god!" All of a sudden, I'm at the corner. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, down gear, down shift. Oh my god! It was very noticeable too. <laughs> oh jeez! Well, at least no one got on film, right, Sean? Uh, so. no, no, just with my own eyes. Yeah, so, so funny story. The first time I ever drove an X30 cart uh, with Phil Giebler Racing, um, we were at Adams Motorsports Park in California. And Phil put me in a 206 just to uh, figure out where the track goes and that kind of stuff. And so the next session, we they put me in the X30, and I was going down the straightaway to this hairpin, and I, I realized how quickly I was going, and I was already at my breaking point for the 206. And so I hit the brakes and go straight off into the gravel. So oh, jeez. You're, you're not the only one who's... Who's had that experience? It happens to everyone. Oh man, it's just like you, you find you you're like on the edge with the tray of food, and you're like trying to balance it or something. Oh my gosh, it is it is definitely hard pounding stuff. Yes, yes, it is. Oh my gosh. Oh wow. Uh, so, is there any um, maybe future plans or opportunities coming up? Um, I'm not entirely sure that that's like the biggest question I've got for the last two weeks. And, um, we're just still, because even running gateway was like a long shot. It just happened to be that the, the right people came forward to sponsor that event. Yeah. And so hopefully we're going to try and find some more sponsors to be back in the car more consistently because the, the two years that it's been was a really long and hard two years to sit through and watch other drivers that 
you know, you're faster than win races and um, have have good results and stuff like that. So it's pretty frustrating. I hear you there. I, I do hear you there. Yeah, I know. I know. Nate loves that. Lose <laughs> that saying every every day. Whenever we talk about his uh, Skip Barber experience. <laughs> oh, and I'll tell you, Sebring is a very bumpy track, Christian. <laughs> feel you, you feel like you're milking a cow sometimes. Oh yeah. Um. Anyway, Grant, I do have one question about your F, uh, Formula 16 experience, though. Did you ever run against a guy named Mike Eastwell? I I don't recognize the name. No, okay. Because we we used to, um, or he he came over here and ran in the F Series championship in for the karting stuff. But he he went over to, well, he's he's from England, but he he went back over and um, ended up winning the he right that he won the Walter Hayes Trophy. Um, <clears throat> he won one of them. Yeah, and it was yeah, but he I at the time that. Grant was over there. He, I believe, Mike was running like in that as well, because okay. he had this year when he what, it was like last, a year ago. Yeah, because it's coming up like the next one's coming right, up. Right. A year ago was the first time he'd been in a car, uh, a car mm-hmm. Formula sixteen hundred in since COVID because he got stuck in Australia. Remember right, he went down right. there to work and he's and now he's oh, based okay. out of there. So, so he might. So he might have missed so, him. Well. He may have, yeah. Yeah. It, it might have, may, may, he may have missed them or he might have raced them with Grant, you know. Anyways. Uh, anyways. I mean, anyway, fast guy, yeah, fast driver. Fast yeah. I mean, very good. You know, so. Awesome person, uh, too. Yeah. And a hell of a Yeah, great person. Yeah. So. I just remember, what was it, the Fall Classic? He just came in and just was, you know, first in practice, first in pole. Yeah. You know, and, and he had that, just, uh, I mean. He had that chassis. That one chassis, yeah, the one, yeah. one cart, yeah, 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 yeah. That was an interesting design. Yeah, it was. But no, I, I just, I just asked because you were over there around the same time that he was there, so I didn't. I know racing's a, a small world, and you can run into a lot of people that you might know. <laughs> yeah, it gets pretty small after uh, if you if you pay attention to who you're racing today. In five years, the world gets a lot smaller. Yeah. Ah, uh, man. Well, I mean, oh, I got a question. I got a question. I know that you mentioned earlier in our bit of questions that you'd race anything, but is there that one race or that one series where you're just like, ooh, man, if I could get in there, I made it? I mean, that, that goes for really any series. IMSA, F1, well, F1's a pretty far long shot. For, yeah, F1's the for, <laughs> for sure. I don't um, get that. But, but IndyCar F1. Why do I keep saying F1? Um, must be must be must be. Uh, it. <laughs> uh, just you know the the top level of any branch of motorsport is it's pretty pretty big, and that's where I, I just want to figure out a a top level I can conquer. That's that's pretty much. My goal is to whether it's V8 supercars or I'm racing a, a you know a GT car at Le Mans one day. Any anything at the top level is where I want to be at and have a really good career there because that means that's when you've made it. Understood. 
Understood. I, I, I hear you 100% on that one. Uh, I, I guess, you know, be an opportunist, oppor uh, opportunist, find where the opportunities are and, and you know, grab them while you can. Yeah, sometimes you just have to, uh, if someone says, hey, do you want to drive this go-kart? And you just take it and run with it. Yeah, well, the funny thing is I started putting my racing stuff in my car because of Christian. Cause, yeah, you know, always, always bring your racing gear. Always bring your racing gear. And I'll tell you, he yeah. said that at one time. He's like, oh, my racing stuff's in the car. And I was like, what do you mean? He's like, oh, you never know when it's going to happen. I'm like, you are so freaking right. And so <laughs> I just started putting my racing stuff in my trunk, and I'm just like, oh, well, hey, you know, he is he's right on something. <laughs> <laughs> Nate, I, I want that yeah, one for now. Uh, <laughs> oh, okay, Alan Pope. Though. That's right, that's right. Yeah. I used to be asked questions. They were like, uh, why do you bring your racing stuff with you all the time? And I'm like, well, because you never know when you're going to end up at a track or someone's going to say, hey, hop in this and drive it. Because um, yeah. the, the one time I, I stopped taking my racing, that, that was pretty upsetting when uh, I stopped taking my racing stuff everywhere. Uh, one of my buddies said, hey, come out to the, the track and drive this cart. And I had to... Oh. No. Uh, drive a, a two-cycle in jeans and a jacket. <laughs> <laughs> hey, at least you were jeans, right? So, I mean, yeah. sort of comfortable, I guess. But uh, the race dude is so much better. It is. It's a lot more comforting. <clears throat> All right. Well, Grant, thank you for coming on. Uh, oh, thanks for inviting me. Yeah. No, I, I mean, we, we've had such a good time uh talking with you getting to know you on doing all the uh the online esports stuff so i mean that's that's just been super fun so i mean it's it's nice to to actually have you on here and and get your name out here oh thank you and for everyone who listens online um uh, i'm only fast online because of how much they push me on track so <laughs> oh what a nice guy uh thank you grant no. Th thank you <laughs> uh, thank you yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. oh man. So. Okay. Great interview. Nate, Christian, great job. Uh great to hear Grant and his racing experiences. He's driven quite a bit of cars over his career. Um right. in a, a short, short period priority. of time, but uh story is uh take an opportunity when you get it and uh go for it. So never know where it'll lead. All right. Speaking of leading the points no let's talk talladega yeah yeah what's oh the points yeah in nascar huh where are we at uh, who's leading yeah. oh oh do you me like playoffs playoffs, playoffs. yes yeah. so let's uh let's talk uh let's just uh let's touch on the race um honestly a fairly clean race until right until what sean the last 500 feet like no like the first big one was what stage three? Oh, don't get me started. Guess who caused that one? Uh, your man, Bad Brad. Jeez, what is he and that, doing? That, that was uh, right after I sent the text to you saying that Larson will win the race, and I jinxed him, but he finished. I, think, I just, I think he finished. Like, why are you pushing in the trioval? Yeah, he did finish. <laughs> He's running. Um, I don't know, but. Uh, well done, Bad Brad. <laughs> he won stage two. That's all I can uh, remember. Pat him on the back yeah. on, but yep, that's, that's all. Yeah. No, no, 
There you go. That's about right. it. Woulda, coulda, shoulda. All right. Um, oh, let's, yeah. let's move to the final stage of the race. Uh, a, uh, I, I'm going to give move of the race to Ryan Blaney. Um, okay. Uh, yeah. You know what move I'm talking oh, about. I, I do. Okay. Uh, where he went from the top to the bottom. About when he did, the over, he did the over-under on Harvick, which yeah. I thought was fantastic. Yes. He, I that think was he, good. That was a nice I, move. It was, was, a, it was a fantastic move. <laughs> a great move. <laughs> really good. It, yeah. If I'm Harvick, oh, yeah. I'm, I would have been mother beep. Yeah. Uh, the blank. Really, I, think, I, think really. he, I think he did say that, too. <laughs> Five bucks. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Yeah, without the radio, like hit, without hitting the button thing, yeah, like, just, yeah, damn, you know, yeah, it's just uh, brutal. Oh, but speak up, I, oh, I know I'm kind of going backwards, but guess who was involved that uh, Brad Kozlowski crash on? Uh, Carson Hosover, it's a bird, it's oh, a plane, Austin Dillon, it's Austin yeah, Dillon Austin crashing Dillon. again, yeah, oh yeah. man, so I yeah. had to, I had to, I had to get scratched that itch and just say it. And, you know, just spit facts. That's all. Yeah, I, I mean, I feel, you know, and then Harvick crosses the line second, and then post race, DQ. <laughs> Can you imagine oh, if he won? I know. And all the hoopla that would have came oh, after yeah. that, like I mean, Ryan Blaney. Can I ask a question? We yeah, got the two shake and bake cars past Tech, and they're completely fine. And Harvick wasn't. I mean, like, don't these cars leave the shop the same? Right. I mean, seriously. Right. And, and Eric Amarola too is fine. Like 75% of the car. Like, yeah. Why do you have to do this? I, I don't get it. I, I get it. They're not in the playoffs. I know, but like, why? Just searching for wins. Yeah, right. And honestly, a good track that Harvard could win at. So. At that, Phoenix, you know, any mile and a half, really. Yeah. Um, so, anyways. I, just, I don't know. Let's, uh, yeah. uh, that that, that kind of sucks. But, but. but you know who I'm going to give a drive at the race to? Oh. Who? Riley Herbst. Um. Yeah, case could be made, but um, I'm just I'm got a top ten. Hard, yeah, but I'm sticking with the move of the race being the reason he drove. No, got move the of the race. No, and got driver of the race. I, I think is is Blaney. So. Well, Riley Herbst is part time, and he's had so much bad luck in the Xfinity series, and any time he's gotten in these super speedway cars with front row, he's always been a threat for the win. This is like, what is this? his fourth effort and he's always been near the front or right. at the front. Yeah. And even at the Daytona 500, I think he got seventh in his first race. So that's true. Look, it, he's a safe bet in these super speed races. It seems now, um, you know, it's, I mean, in the, in the end of the race, it was a great finish, you know, as they came, great as they came down, uh, until then, you know, until people decided to like take everybody out. Well, Corey LaJoy yeah, turned right. Riley Herbst. But and it's like, and, and that was like, uh, like, what was the need of that? I don't know. You're that close to the finish line, right. and you decide to tear up the cars. Like, yeah, what's what's your deal? That's, that's what I'm saying. I don't, I don't get that. Yeah, it's just like perfectly good cars got wrecked. You know, and it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't just that a, much. It, was, it wasn't a couple. It was pretty much like three three quarters 15, of what 20. was left running. <laughs> you know, after yeah. that first big one. Um, yeah, there was there was a couple of guys that had a, some hard hits. Yeah, at the wall. Yeah, I just I just, just don't. I don't. It's just not right. I don't get it, but whatever. 
Um, but um, you know, I. Uh, all right, here we go. We're gonna we're gonna have a little TV bashing moment here. I, oh. I'm really ex- I'm glad NBC's doing the coverage. Okay, but but yes, but <laughs> Rick Allen's gotta go. What happened, son? Rick Allen's gotta go. <laughs> Can, can they seriously? Can we? Can, There's a whole line with that. There's a whole line that this can can, can seriously Allen. can Alan Bestwick just can both networks bring Alan Bestwick back? Yes, can he just he, be like like NASCAR designates one back. announcer and it's back. Alan Bestwick and that's it? I mean, although why would I leave the Indianapolis Speedway and being the voice of the Indianapolis? Pretty cool, but I mean. My God, that guy is, he just screams and yells. Like he screams, he screams and yells about nothing. Meanwhile, Burton's screaming about nothing either. And Latart's screaming about nothing. And then you got to have Dale Jr. like kind of pull it all back together again. Actually, just have Dale Jr. call a race. I'd be more excited about that. They literally crossed the stripe with two to go. And Rick Allen, less than two laps to go. Dude, they still got two and a half miles to go. Like, whatever it is. I mean, like, it was, like, when I think they got, when I think they got less, when they got less than two to go, they're coming out of turn four heading for the trioval. That's how I look at it. Like, literally crossed the line, and he goes, less than two to go. And I was just like, shoot me. Like, okay, yeah, thanks. But, two things, two of my favorite, I will say this. Three, three of my favorite things about Talladega. Yeah. Actually, four. One is the fans. They, that's a hearty stop. Can I guess the other there. one? No, the, no, the, no. Hold the, on. No, 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 no. No, no. Uh, no don't don't, get to, we'll don't get, ruin the moment. Don't, don't ruin, ruin the, the moment. moment. Don't ruin the moment. Number two is where the start-finish line is. Yeah. Because at Daytona, it's right in the middle of the trioval. This is past the trioval. So yeah. you have to go that much further. And there's been some epic finishes there because of that, which I think is awesome. And different winners, if you compare the where the start finish Fitchburg's own like, Ron Bouchard won there. That, yes. So um, out dueling Terry Labonte and Daryl Walter. That's correct. Um, that was back in the day. Um, yeah. The other thing is just the day after at Talladega, and there's actually a it's either a Twitter or Instagram site. I'll have to go find it. And it's like it's like just the Talladega infield, and like the day after, it's just the 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 destruction that goes on there in the campgrounds. It's just it's amazing. And I think it I think it goes outside the track too, so it's pretty cool. But the number one thing is pre race, the friggin' yes. truck with yes. the, the ginormous American flag. Yes, that's what I was gonna that is that's the best that's the coolest that, that is, is the coolest can they bring that to coda they should they should bring it to vegas too nothing says america than that uh, I, I don't know if that's right for vegas though. but coda would be good C- coda it fits because everything's big coda you, know, you know what i like it to do and, though yeah. Come down the hill full steam yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just the other way. Like when he gets down to halfway, he's got to like shift down, and then yeah. just black diesel smoke flies out of it, you know. And then that blows yeah. Lewis's carbon neutral society, you know. <laughs> or it, yeah, because that'll do burnouts after two or something. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, I thought that was cool. But anyways, but just my four right. things. But mm-hmm. yeah, Rick. Oh man, Rick Allen. Like, uh, 
Anyways, I, right. I already had the replacement, Sean, in order. If I uh, Alan Bestwick, take over NBC. it's Dale Jr. Yeah. or Alan Bestwick? It's, Al- it's, 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 no, it's, it's Alan Bestwick. They, they, Jeff Burton and Steve Letart out, put Wally Dolan back. Oh, yeah, Wally, Wally Dolan back. back. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah, keep I like Jr. Wally. in the booth. Yeah, keep Jr. And, in the and booth. And look, and look, I'll keep the same, what, what is it, the, uh, the pick cart? Pick Pit Courage or yeah, whatever. Yeah, the, yeah. The, that Dale Brad Jarrett, Kyle Dale Petty, Jarrett, and uh, Brad That's Darty. Cool. That's all they're, right. they're cool. They're, they're cool. They're cool. You know, I, yeah, I like them. I like them. They're cool. They're just, but, yeah, like, oh, my God, yeah. Rick Allen, just, like, <laughs> I, I, it's, 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 yeah, no, it's, I, it's, I, it's, I it's insufferable. <laughs> yeah. Anyways. He only gets louder. Yeah. only gets louder from here, Sean. Yep. That's right. <laughs> and I guess, <laughs> I guess there's, there's threads of hate, right, on him, on the, on the, on the interwebs. I mean, I just, I've heard better announcers. Yeah, that's true. Oh, but oh, I'll tell you, you know who's starting to think out loud, Sean? Who? Did you see that truck finish? No, I didn't. I, I did Nate, I, I, I Nate, there's Jay, only so much okay. time I can go to NASCAR. No, you're good. You're good. Jamie Little, was, she did the worst call of a finish. Oh. I, I think I've ever heard. That's too bad. It's just like, girl, what are you doing? It's like she's stuck on replay out of something or just something delayed. Now, I don't know. Now that now that IndyCar is over, did they bring Dylan Welch into the pit lane? Should they should? I'm just saying, he's he's good. Yeah. So they could bring the IndyCar pit lane guys in. That'd be more exciting. But anyways, yeah. all right. Let's well, anyway, let, Sean. Let, let's move on to the standings. Yes. That's, uh, Nate, how many races just, left do we have before the next cutoff? Uh, just the one. The Roval is up next. Oh, so Sean. this is a cut. This is a cutoff race. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. All right. This ought to be entertaining. Oh, and I'd like to just make. Uh, I I got way too excited last week uh, with the news that Boris said uh, was going to be back in. I misinterpreted that. I thought he was actually in the Cup race. No, he is in the Xfinity race. Xfinity. Yes, I apologize. But for Andy that. Lally, our homeboy Andy Lally, will be uh, yes. in Cup. Yep, he'll be in the Cup race. And I think uh, uh, is Mike Rockenfeller. Yeah, Mike, Mike Rockenfeller, Rockenfeller is. is. Yep, um, a good car. Also good in car. the Xfinity race this weekend is uh, JT. Our daily. JT, that's right with Colic. Yes. Yes. Right. Trophy hunting, right. and that's been the winning car with AJ Allmendinger at that go. track. They've won a crazy amount of races, right. so, so I'm not trying to jinx anything, but no, knock on we'll wood, see what fellas. Happens. All right, so we'll we're happens. at a cutoff race. Uh, from here, tenth on qualify. Is that correct for the next stage? I think it's eight. No, eight. Eighth. Oh, eight. so oh, four eight. get slashed out, Sean. Wow, yep. twenty yep. twenty-three XI is in pro- trouble. <laughs> wow. I don't think they're the only ones. Holy yeah. crud! Who's at the bottom? Who? Well, how, how many went through this stage? Twelve. Uh, K. Bush. Yeah. K. Bush. Who else? Uh, Chastain. Daryl. Uh, his teammate Tyler Reddick. And you know who's just above Who, that? Who's song? on the cut line on the Lance Stroll line uh, is Bad Brad. Uh, so I'm pulling. Just... I'm pulling for anyone but Bad Brad to get in. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Sean. Cheers, mate. Uh, well, it's a little tough because, um, I mean, 
oh, man, I mean, you know, anyone down in eighth through twelfth, I mean, it needs to should you know would have to win, I think, to get in, right? Because you, uh, yeah. you win, you're in, right? Yeah, they, yeah. You win, you're in. Now, and that's what Ryan now what happens when say let, let me no 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 let's let's uh, let's just let's just play this game. What happened if S, SVG came back and won? Right, he's not. He's, we know he's not in the playoffs, but does that throw chaos into into the playoff standings? No, no, Mm-mm. that's not fun. It should be able. No, like because he can he take points <laughs> away, you know, stuff like that. That's what I'm hoping for. Well, if someone like needs to win a race and then he steals it on the last lap, then yeah, yeah, like he, you know, supercar moves uh, Tyler Reddick. Or again on Justin Haley. Yeah, I mean if if they're if if whoever's in the bottom four no, 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 has I'm just so talking many points playoff no, no, just playoff drivers. Yeah, yeah, no, I got you, I got you. If, uh, if the playoff drivers are are so far out that they the only way they can get in is to win, yeah, then yeah, then okay, so, so that anyone else winning the race is bad. And I got a dumb case. question. Uh, do we race in the rain here? Yes. yes. Okay, that's good. Yes. All right, but it doesn't you. look like there's going to be rain this that's, weekend. That's okay. I just want to know. I don't want to. <laughs> just in case. Just in case. Yeah. All right. So let's just quickly go through this. Byron's the leader. He's got 28 points on uh, Danny Boo Hamlin. Uh, Christopher Bell's up next. Um, followed by Blaney. I like Blaney. I like Blaney's chances here. Busher. Yep. Busher and Bell. Here we go again. These two. Third and fifth. Always together. They These just two. Find each other. Can they just put them in the same team? Might as well. They should. Uh, then we got my man hey. Truex, uh, and then my my other Larson. man. We got Young Money, Kyle Larson. Yeah, I think Larson's got four sprint car races going on this weekend. Then he'll be at Charlotte. Oh. Uh, and then we have then we have uh, Bad Brad, the man, the man. yeah, yep. the man, the yep. myth, there the legend. Is. There he is, Bad Brad. Uh, in eighth, uh, he has two points on Tyler Reddick. Uh, he's got nine points on Daryl Wallace. 10 on the watermelon man ross chastain and then uh kyle bush he's kyle is in trouble i think he has to win I, kyle is he in, has kyle to has win. to win i think here we go all right so everyone um, else has to finish like 30th or worse yeah in order for a good points day for yeah. him but there we, there we go so off we go to the roval um so that that'll be fun sunday sean who wins at the roval Who wins? Um, yeah. Hold on. Do, do they have the Do they have the entries? Like how do? Hold on. Uh, yeah. I'm just trying. I, to... I was just looking at the uh, Vegas odds. Uh, I'll tell you. I just went to the bank and Bank of America Roval 400. Well, you got Mike Rockefeller. You got. Uh, well, AJ Allmendinger, I would say, is like a safe bet, but he choked last year, I think. Vinny Spin or something. I don't know. I forget. But they have Chase Elliott with the best odds of winning, six to one, which I find really hard to believe after the year he's had. I mean, Tyler Reddick, or like. Maybe Michael McDowell or Kyle Larson. Yeah, give me a second. All right, I got. That. I think I got it. Yeah, hold on. Okay, 
Just kind of got skimming through here, taking a look at this. Um, I don't know. Cendric, maybe? Yeah, yeah. I can see that. Penske, two wins. <laughs> two weeks. Is, yeah, now Rocky's not going to... Well, he's in a decent car. He is in a decent car. Um, ah, oh, God. Andy Lally's in a Rick Ware racing car. I, I know. That is, is, that a park, that is, just... is that a parking start, start and park or whatever the hell they call it? Um, um, I'm, I'm going to go... I'll go Cindric Almendinger or Harrison Burton. How's that? Harrison Burton. Interesting. All right. Hey, you know. All right. I, I really don't see. I don't. I don't who's see. Your, who's like your pick? Who's your pick? Not Brad. Not bad, Brad. Uh, uh, who's your pick? No. I, 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 something is yelling at me to say AJ Allmendinger just because okay. he has so many Xfinity Series wins. All right. That's good. Uh, so, yeah. I mean, I would say we'll that's go with the, the dinger. Bet. All right. Yep. The dinger. The dinger. Bringing home the All dinger. Right. Yep. Um. Okay, so, now let's close our NASCAR right, well, segment. Yeah. All right, let's move on to news and notes. Uh, let's let's start with the <laughs> the biggest news in IMSA, which is not unsurprising. Uh, Mike Shank Racing will not be back in IMSA next year. Nope. 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 Uh, nope. That's it's it's most unfortunate because uh, that means Colin Brown's out of a. Prototype ride, but I think Colin Brown's going to find himself in an LMP2 ride with a certain team called CrowdStrike Riley Prototype yeah. Racing. Since since um, young Colin drives for George Karts, <laughs> so yeah, I think that that's the only crappy thing with that. <laughs> um, I would say if I was Mister Penske, I would look to put Colin in one of his Porsche 963s. Yeah. We'll get to another comment about that earlier. Uh, where I agreed with some folks on their po- their podcast last podcast radio show last week about some things that they had heard, and I kind of believe that they're true. Um, so that's uh, most unfortunate. Um, news release said today they're pausing and they will be back. So um, unless you're going to bring a Porsche 963 and tons of cash. Uh, I don't think we'll see Mike Shank back in prototype racing. It's unfortunate. Um, I do have to say, in some ways, the team has no one else to blame but themselves for the uh, unfortunate shenanigans that went on at um, Daytona during the 24 hours. Regardless of the fact that the team and team owners knew what was going on, it still fell under their watch. So um, brought a lot of embarrassment to Acura HPD. So, um, you know, hate to see that, but... As they say, it's the way the cookie crumbles. Um, let's see. Let's move on, shall we? Any other IndyCar news? Uh, uh, yes. IndyCar yes, Indy, uh, Indy news, yes. Oh, T- um, Team McLaren. Yeah. And uh, yeah, Junko Racing. Yes, yeah. have announced a, uh alliance, mm-hmm. which is, I think that's beneficial. I know Zach's, I think Zach's kind of high on Calamai a lot. Yeah, in that aspect, um, there is interesting note in reading the article that um, I believe Marshall Pruitt put out. Um, Yunko still has not come to, has still not named a driver, driver, or two drivers. 
Although speculation is Eilat's going to be in one of the cars. Mm-hmm. Uh, no one's 100% certain if Canapino's going to be in. Hmm. So, who, I, granted, he and Eilat had a little couple contretemps during the year. No big deal. But they, they have this, like, need that they want to go to Argentina. Right. So we're going to take the Argentinian rookie out who did quite well this year, who probably in the second year will be better. Yeah. Um, and then, like, for the third year, if they go to Argentina, hey, you never know. Could, right. You know, step on it. I just don't get what's going on there. Um, it's a little weird. Uh, they did have some folks leave. Um, uh, Junkos at the end of the season, and they've kind of backfilled, and they're also I think leveraging off some of the Team McLaren overflow. Uh, and in other news, at Team McLaren, uh, Gavin Ward was promoted to team principal. Um, and uh, and sporting director is Mister is one Mister Tony Kanan. So Tony's got a full time gig. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Um. All right. Anything else on, anything else on IndyCar? No, that's 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 um, that's all I got. Um, in NASCAR news, NASCAR is going Sean. to Iowa. Yes. Yeah, and I think this is this is kind of debunking the uh, Montreal rumors. They're going to run, they're gonna run a, a cup race in Montreal. There was rumors that that was going to happen, really? but I think it fell by the wayside. And yeah, unless, being NASCAR, they went to find us. They, they were scrambling probably to find a replacement race, and I think that's what Iowa yeah, is. Well, there's like two potential other races that are on. They're like X'd out on a – somebody leaked a, a calendar out, and there's like two yeah. races. One's called a figure eight race, and something else is called something else. They're just code names. Um, the other thing is um, – Who ran it? Xfinity only. Who ran at Road America? Xfinity. 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 They're not, they're not going. Mostly. Cup oh, should go back there. They went there once. I Just think. Have a whole NASCAR weekend there. Yeah, I don't. Seriously. You know, the oh, other seriously. thing is, like, the Mid Ohio's not on the schedule. Eh. Right. Well, I'm not Xfinity. saying for a Cup race, but for an Xfinity no, no, no. race Even and a truck Xfinity, race, it's yeah, good. Truck, yeah. 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 I, just, yeah. I don't really get that but anyways um let's see what else um before i get to the big news of the weekend of the week wasn't there some wec news um thought i saw something relating to that double checking we are checking oh pujo's gonna run with a rear wing yes that's what it was (laughs) yes That should be interesting. Yeah. So proof of concept. I like that. They tried it. The car works at some tracks. Some. So now it's like you know that those tracks really are low downforce tracks, right? Because you ran no wing, right? No, no, no. It, it's it's not low downforce. It's the fact that they were smooth. Right. But and, so you're gonna the car will be could, completely trimmed out. It won't be. No, 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 no. That's not it. It's it's all about. <laughs> oh, sorry. It, it, all the downforce is generated off the underbody of the car. Is this tested in the red mist right. wind tunnel? Yeah. So yeah, because because the majority of the downforce is generated underneath, you need to make sure that the car is is okay. a certain height off the ground to keep that 
to keep that amount of downforce you gotcha. want because you're you're not relying on the conventional. I say conventional, but you're you're not relying on on your typical uh, downforce, which is wings coming with air coming over top the car. Got it. You're you're trying to generate the the downforce from underneath and basically sucking the car to the ground that way uh, from the air moving on, under the car. At tracks like Sebring, especially, that's that's their worst case track because the car is bouncing up and down. So you you're not you're not but at not your going, optimal. We're height. not going to Sebring. We're not going to Sebring anymore. So that's not a huge issue. But at the tracks where it was really smooth and you could keep the car, uh, and granted the the low downforce tracks like Monza, like Le Mans, are definitely the better suited tracks for this car because. You can run it pretty stiff and closer to the ground, and you, there aren't a ton of bumps to unsettle it, so you don't lose the amount of downforce based based on the car moving up away from the the track that way. Okay. So, but with with a rear wing, it will it should hope, hopefully help them on some of the bumpier tracks that gotcha. they go to. All right. Thank you for that explanation. All right. Um, let's move to F one. Yes. Uh, first news. And are you ready? First news, uh, no Danny Rick this weekend. No. Ruled out. Oh, Ruled no. out. Ruled out. So, U.S. Grand Prix? Liam Bell. Lawson experiment continues. Yes. So that would say the next race is Coda for Danny Rick, potentially. He, he... Right we now. Are, we are checking? Yes, Coda. Coda. Yes. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, All right. Which um, he can. Actually, well, I, I don't think Ricardo would want to miss Coda. No. Um, or Vegas, for that matter. Yeah, Vegas. Yeah, I don't think he would really want to miss Coda, so he's, he has, he'll, he has he'll probably be back. He'll probably be back in for Texas. Um, but it's, it's not right. that weekend, it's the following weekend. That becomes a scheduling conflict, at least for Lawson, because he's got oh, super formula championship uh, Mexico to wrap up and yeah. conflicts with Mexico. Right. So, so I, granted, I'm sure I'm sure Liam would much rather drive it for Formula One, but than super formula. But that anyway. that is something that well, that Red Bull has to all right. has to watch. So let, before we before we get to the biggest news of the week, let's, uh, rumors are percolating that um, McLaren and Toyota. Will be linking up. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. So that that but continues. The rumors that, are starting to really that, that, snowball that, up. Yeah, that they are percolating up. Uh, so there is a buzz there. Um, also, um, Checo I, is um, his drive is in peril. Yeah. So starting to be that way. It's it's appearing to be that way. Um I don't know who it would let, let's put it this way. If the run of finishes continues in the rate it's going and they get overhauled, he he gets overhauled. Yeah. Yes. I think he's out. I mean who else has two DNFs in one weekend? 
Well, it's not. That's, no, that, no, that's it's just, not so much. No, that. It's, it's, just like, still, it's not. Still, it's not that. Still, that's it's just not, the most recent thing, though. It's the lack of performance. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's I mean, strolling. It is. It, yeah. It's it's not even like you. You definitely have. You have the best car on the grid. You should be f- finishing right. second at at best. That's correct. Or sorry, at worst. At bad. worst. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So he's in peril. Logan Sargent. It really comes down to whether or not uh, Logan's family coughs up the coin at this yeah, point. More coin, more yeah. like it, yeah. Yeah. So uh, he is not there as a unpaid – he is not there as a contract driver. No. His family no brought means. the cash, okay? A hundred percent. All right. So let's uh, – let people let's, – let's be realistic about this. Um, this isn't like uh, Jay New going over to Formula One because Jay isn't Jay New's not bringing the cash, and he's like a talent. That's what I'm, I'm saying, like talent wise. Yeah, champion. Christian's giving me this look. Like, what are you talking winner? about? No, I just I just completely missed, missed <laughs> no, the point. Like, no, my point being is <laughs> there, there's Logan other Sargent drivers did, that could Logan be in Sargent that ride. Logan Sargent was not better, and did not did not you know get a contract where he's getting paid by Williams. Okay. No, oh, and cost him his this family much brought the money. In. Yes, he's getting a salary, much like uh, yeah, much like <laughs> Lance is getting. <laughs> he's getting his al- allowance from. No, he's getting his Christmas gift. That's what yeah. he's getting. Anyways, so that's um, it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, and one Aston Martin. <laughs> and this isn't like, and it's not like Yuki who's bringing like the Honda connection. You know, I mean, who's put there by Honda? No. So, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so that that's still percolating around because it's it's very unsolved I, as to what's going there. Although Drogovic seems to be has the inside line. Y- yeah. Because I can't see them continue. If he, if the kid crashes, if Sergeant crashes any more cars, I mean, he's leading in the uh, the crash, uh, the, the crash, the crash, yeah, the, the, the destruction yeah. sale there. Jesus yeah. God, yeah. The, the amount of money, and that he's comes out, that hits Sean. the cap. I know. It I mean, does. I mean, Perez alone is like causing yeah. agita at Red Bull. Yeah, I think that, Max has only got two hundred thousand dollars worth of damage. The, yeah, Max is oh, towards the bottom. Over of that. That's over the races today. Yeah. Right, that, but it's like him and Valtteri Botas have caused the least amount of damage. Right, and then, and then I think the lowest team is Haas. Yeah. I believe. Which, yeah. again. Is it? Well, I thought it was Alfa Romeo. No, it, okay, Haas, anyway, Haas, 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 Alfa Romeo was there. Yeah, Haas that, has just but. had more me- mechanical DNFs than they had crash DNFs, yes. which is gotcha. a change from last the last two years where it was yeah. like Crash Fest City over there. But again, um, like, this is. If Haas is taking another year to get it together, yeah. they're not spending the, the money to repair the car this year. Right. So, they, so hopefully this can. Can be a productive off season yeah. for him. Yeah. So um, we got that. Um, the only other thing. Oh, and I just I kind of want to circle back to that thing I alluded to. Uh, so it's. I I kind of said this on the podcast a couple months ago about Porsche, in the nine sixty threes and mm-hmm. some of the drivers that are in these cars now. A lot of these guys. Uh, the majority of these guys came up to the through the GTD the GT program. Yeah, the GTLM program. Uh, the only one there on any of the teams right now. Well, the only two that are really on the team that haven't had, I would say, is, well, Dan Cameron. Yeah, he's run 
Ackers. I mean, he's, he, he ran for Shank. He's been all over the board. Yeah. Um, and um, the other person is on the WEC side is Andre Lottera. Mm-hmm. The rest of the drivers are all GT candidates. Now, we had that whole spat early in the season with Matty Campbell and Jaminet wrecking cars and stuff, which Penske's not too thrilled about no matter what. Plus, Nick Tandy wrote off a couple cars. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I don't mean wrote off, but caused, you know, it's just unpensky like things, okay? Yeah. Um, that doesn't sit well with him. Now, he, Penske, those drivers got put in their position by him, by them, Porsche. The only one that wasn't was Cameron, at least on the WEC side. Mm-hmm. Okay, I mean, on, is he on the WEC side? He's on WEC. Like, yeah, he's on the WEC side. Yeah. So yeah. the IMSA side is all Porsche factory guys. They're all GTLM guys. Tandy does have experience and did get a Le Mans win with, um, with the nine one nine. Yep. But so, and I kind of said, well, maybe they should start looking at guys that drive prototypes, you know, and things like that. Mm-hmm. There's a really wild rumor floating around that Penske went to Porsche and said, we got to switch this up because it's not the engineering, it's the drivers. And so they were looking. And one of the things that Penske brought to the table is he he goes, try to explain to me how the Jota team, you know, with the level of engineering is essentially a shared engineering. It's in somewhat shared, but Mm -hmm. not factory level. The cars are competitive okay and when you come back and you look at the drivers felix da costa will stevens and ifaa it's the drivers yeah i swear if they put those three in one of those penske porsches i that car would be quicker and and it goes to the guys at yoda joda for filling up the talent there because they picked the right guys Mm -hmm. um so there's just a lot of rumors going around now that there could be a major change in the penske porsches um, that's yeah. kind of why I kind of tossed out maybe Colin Brown because Dane Cameron's race with Colin Brown. Yeah. Um, Colin has no affiliation to Porsche. So, I mean, I don't see Pat Long coming out of retirement, unfortunately, <laughs> which I'd love to see. Um, but, um, you know, if anyone right now in the American racing scene on the prototype side deserves anything, it's Colin. Colin's one of them. Yeah. So uh, just look look for that to happen. That'll start all filtering out after Bahrain and Petit Le Mans in the next two weeks. Yep. All right. Let's move to the big news. Drum roll, please. Max Verstappen is your world driver. Oh, yeah, that's right. He could clinch it. And the best part is I hope he clinches it during the sprint race. <laughs> That'd be fantastic. He has to finish. He has to get three points. Three points. Or something like that. So yeah. if he wins the sprint race. Which he probably will. Which he probably will. It'd I mean, awesome. he, he has to, I think if he finishes. It's so max. No lower than sixth. Right. It's so max. He wins. It's awesome. <laughs> but if. I saw, I saw the graphic the other yeah. day. And then I think if, cool. if Perez doesn't finish in the top four. Yeah. I don't think Max even has to score a point. Right. So, so kind of cool. I like that. Anyways, let's. um. All right. Let's move to it. Um, Andretti Global has crossed stages one and two yes of the uh its journey to f1 mm-hmm. uh that's all of the fi and it's stage one and two because there, there's this two-step process within the fia uh they've they were green lighted uh along with cadillac um it is now known that cadillac is in general motors is spending significant resources in detroit building a motor 
Hence the reason why there is only one Cadillac in WEC. Yeah. That is, that's the reason for it. Mm. Um, so the budget that would be needed to run the car there is being utilized to develop the motor. So until, until they get yeah. to 2026, then it might, you'll see right. a change and we could see something happen. Um, so that, that explains that oddity. So we're bringing a V8 to F1. That would be nice. <laughs> um, now. That would be nice. The next step. I can't imagine if the, if the, the, the next step, DH engine was in the F1 car. That'd be that'd awesome. That'd be cool. Uh, the next step <laughs> is, uh, is the butt kissing step. Yeah. Now, there is precedence within the European courts that if F1 was F1, this is different from the FIA, but F1 was to reject their entry, it could be deemed uh, like much like in the United States, an antitrust suit, it could be deemed illegal and therefore they'd be forced to um, uh, take the entry. So the question right now, no one wants a lawsuit because Formula One can't afford a lawsuit. Um, no can Andretti, but I don't see Andretti suing. Yeah. Um, they'll probably just bite their lip. Um, I think there's a lot of back-channeling going on right now. I think it's really going to come down to Andretti paying a one-time fee um, to uh, appease the dilution of money. Now, it's, it's reported that by them joining F1 that they will cost each team $11 million. However... At the same point, Andretti joining F1 will bring in $15 million. So, <laughs> per team. That, per, that's, okay. that, that's, it, this is where it gets because of yeah. the exposure, blah, blah, blah. And it translates over everything. So, it's a net. They gained $4 million each. I, I don't really. Yeah. You know. It's not that Andretti is going to bring $15 million in. You know. It's, it's the overall exposure of the 11 teams times whatever exposure and it's definitely us driven that it's going to cause a 50 million dollar revenue increase for each team mm-hmm. that just they're not going to see it like it's not physical cash but it's going to exceed it with exposure yeah so and that's how they measure it it's a metric so um so it really comes down to toto and the rest of the crew to you know stop stop you know stop being obstructionist and just let's get on with it um Okay, that's my business take on it. Yep. And, uh, well, you know what that means. Sean, right? 12 cars won't get points. Right, but two guys will get chances to drive in Formula 1 that don't have a chance right now. Yeah. Yes, that okay. is what I'm and more if, happy and about. And if we went to 13 teams where we used to be of 26 cars, mm-hmm. that would mean another six drivers overall would be in Formula One. Yep. So, yes. um, it's great. Yeah, which would be great. Because there's a lot of guys but... sitting on the sideline. It shouldn't be case in point. Oscar Piastri two years ago was sitting on the sideline. Dragovich. Dragovich. Schwartzman. Porsche. Porsche. Um, so. Lawson. Awesome. Stroll. <laughs> Window liquor. I mean, you know, I forgot, I forgot how long he's been in Formula One. And I saw, I, I saw, Too a, long. I saw Too a snippet long. today when he took out Vital in the, in the, in, in the Russia. Ferrari yeah. on the, on the cool down lap. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> what an idiot. <laughs> Jesus. 
What are you doing? Oh. Anyways, I saw a, a stat the other day that um, and Sean, I mean, that like, one. Good luck blaming on blaming Stroll on that. I mean, about pedal on that one. Good luck. Good luck on that. So, somebody had a picture of European F three Championship, and it was. It's one of the two. I'm going to mix it up. But <laughs> when when Lance Stroll dominated in 2016 and yes. was beating likes of George Russell, and, yes, and yeah, it was that. And then <laughs> and then there was an there was another one that I saw later that like Sargent was dominating, or or at least in in the championship hunt and beating um, the other guys that are are above him now in in F1. Um, so I mean, it, it just goes to show like like. Racing it, it really depends on what car you're racing in um, yeah. to see where you excel. And I, I'm also sure, it, like, it is another case of what what team were you on? Were you on the the powerhouse team of of the series or not? Like, cause, I mean, it doesn't matter at the end of the day because um, the the driver does bring enough talent. But if the car isn't set up the right way, like, you can only get so much performance out of it. So there there isn't a, an excuse on that end. But yeah, I mean. Racing is a funny world. Like you can you can have a good year one one time and then just have it go completely the opposite the other way. So it's just how do you make the most of it? All right, getting off topic. Andretti. Andrew, are you ready? Oh, there it is. I'm I'm, I'm ready the for them. There. I'm ready for them to to come into the sport. That that'd be awesome. As uh, so, assuming no one doesn't want them. Which, I, I don't know. I, I just, I'm selfish from a fan aspect that I want. I want to see more teams on the grid. I think it's. I think it's I good, and I think it's it's healthy to get more more people involved in it all. Because I mean, it, if if you're really that scared of another team coming in and beating you, then you're not strong to begin with. Right. So this is this ex- exclusive club that is f1 you got you got to have some outsiders come in and and have a shot to contend and i mean don't get me wrong if they get if andretti comes in and they're just another haas then they're just another haas i don't wish for them to be that and same thing as haas for haas like i wish haas would would be a better team but i i also know that like there is a there is a budget and hopefully andretti's coming in with a bit I, more i think they are so um you're talking about a team that competes on a very high level of open wheel racing, yeah. as well as sports car racing. Right. Um, so it's it's they they know what it takes. Right. Um, you know, I think with the mandate with Haas is there's a budget and we got to keep to it. So, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, right. also at some point you can't keep keeping to it, and you know, if you want to finish in the top ten or what's the top the points go to, like. In a who race, gets boxed out? no. Who gets boxed out? The low, f- like how many teams get boxed up? Doesn't one team not get points? Not get money? No, everyone gets. Whoever fin- oh, isn't oh de- no, 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 de- no, dead last. Yeah, dead last. So yeah. Um, or no, 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 no. I'm sorry. If if you're below tenth, below so 10th. so whoever is eleven. Yeah. So your mandate, you got to finish in the top ten. So you got to be you got to be targeting seventh yeah. through ten. You know, you can't. Yeah. You know. 
Um, that's just my opinion on yeah, that. Because that's, that's how that's how Caterham yeah, and, and Manor went out. Right now, you know, I, I love how they go, oh, let's see, who do we line up for drivers for this car? It's like, we're not even that close yet. No. Let's let's get it across the finish line. Then, no, and, then and especially, driver especially with how um, how we alluded to the other week of all the contracts, or sorry, not all, oh, majority of the contracts are yeah, up tw- next tw- year. 2024, a ton of contracts are so, up. So, yeah. yeah. There, there could be... With Andretti aside, there could be a big shakeup, regardless. regardless yeah, going into twenty five, right? And that's that's when they would first come into F one, yes, if allowed. Um, uh, and then everything overhauls in twenty twenty six. Yes. Okay. All right. On that note, hey, do we have guitar t- this weekend? Oh, guitar! Yeah. Oh, sorry. Wow. Wow. Oops. See, Oops. see, uh, good thing someone's not, awake I'm, on the switch. Sorry, well, the championship's wrapped up. <laughs> the championship's wrapped up. Uh, yeah. All right, um, pass the check. Here's the trophy. What are we doing? The podium, Max. podium, podium, right, I'm podium, gonna, and dark horse. Yeah. Okay, I'm going, I'm gonna go Max. No shock. Um, regardless if he clenches, um, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go for a Carlos Charles 2 3. All right. And then my dark horse will be Fernando. All right. Mm-hmm. Nate, well, what you got? My pick. I got uh, Max Verstappen, eventual three time world champion. Because mm-hmm. we're past the sprint. <laughs> uh, he's going to win the race. We're going to have Lando Norris finish second. Oh, I like that. And not we're going to sure, have... I'm not sure this track's a McLaren track, but... You never know, Sean. You never know. Unless. Right? But <clears throat> Lando Norris. And then we're, we'll have we'll have our homeboy, uh, the smooth operator, Carlos Sainz in third. All right. Uh, I, th- I think Lando's just going to match his best career finish. That is second. And then uh, our... Let's see... Dark Horse will be Damn, Fred was a good pick. That was a good pick. But I, I'm I'm gonna go with um Pierre Gasly. Alright. Oh, I like that. Alright, I'm gonna put the kiss of death on it. Max is gonna win. Okay. So <laughs> there it is. But with that, with that, I think Fernando's coming on P two. Right. Um, he did get a podium here with Alpine. He did. He did. Um, and then I, I'm going to say Norris is third. I'm going to ride this train. But I wouldn't be shocked if Lewis came home third on the podium and found his way on there. Um, my dark horse, though, because of his form as of lately, my dark horse is Checo. You're expecting a big rebound. Yeah, right. Oh my uh, gosh. Yeah. My last hope was Singapore and that was that was nowhere. I, I don't so I don't think I'm expecting a big rebound. I'm just if if it's a dark horse, it a, a dark horse has been someone who's been finishing in you know the the latter half of the top ten, out just outside the top ten. I mean it Yeah, or is not I, expected I think the, to finish well. I think the bigger question is is there going to be a race? Well, actually, now, now that Matt, now that the 
perfect season is off um, for Red Bull. Is there a race that Red Bull has a DNF at with with Max for reliability? Because the the only race that I see them struggling on pace is Brazil. Because again, the, the defending race winner is George Russell. So Mercedes could has to has a race they can show up and win because based off of last year's last year's running. Um now it's not to say that they are gonna do it again this year, but that that is one track that I, I could see that happening at. Vegas is definitely an unknown. Uh-huh. But I guess we won't know until we get there either. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, I think that's it. Sean? On that note. Good night. Thank you guys for listening to the Redness Podcast, hosted by Christian Abbott, Sean Abbott, and Nathan Lavin. It's produced by Christian Abbott, and music is by Alex Wart and Harrison Taylor.